Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Anyway, um, hello to those online, and I suspect your pastor might be there as well. If, if I know him, hello, Pastor Jeff, if you're there. Actually, what's the time? Would he be ministering? Actually, he might be at lunch. Anyway, <laughs> might be at lunch. So this morning... I come with um, a word for 2024. Who's talking back here? I am so easily distracted. I'm just going to kind of wander in on, uh, on that conversation. <laughs> it's so true. Someone's talking over there. My mind just goes over there. Anyone else have attention issues? Yep. So <laughs> I've come with a word for 2024. Not the word. Not the word. If you go online, there are a lot of words. And I normally am, uh, have a tradition of sharing something at the outset of the year, of what I feel the Lord is saying into this year. And you're the first to hear it. Yeah, come on. You're the first. And so this is the first time I've heard it too. So let's see what I always say a first-time message is a bit like a baby. You know what's coming out. You're not sure what it's going to look like. So here we go. I'm going to pray from the outset right now. Father God, right now, I thank you. Oh, there's people upstairs as well. Hello up there. Father, I thank you that your word is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray for every person in this place today. Father, those listening online. Father, I pray that they would not hear the voice of a woman, but they would hear a voice from heaven. Lord Jesus, I thank you that your word says wherever two or more are gathered together in your name, that you are here in our midst. And we defer to you. We acknowledge your lordship. We acknowledge your leadership. I declare the lordship of Jesus today over Metro Church, over the city of Perth, over every life and family represented here today. And I pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth, in this place, as it is in heaven. And so we surrender to you and we pray, Holy Spirit, have your way and have your say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the word I have this morning is literally a word, a one word. In fact, it's one syllable, single syllable. So you ready for the reveal, the big reveal? There we go. Fanfare, please. The word is... Let's, let's. So we're about to unpack what that all means and what that means for you. For those of you who are wondering, we're not talking about tennis let's, where you serve, hit the top of the, the net cord. Let, I've been watching a lot of tennis at the moment. We're not talking about those kind of let's. Let us, short for let us. The first mention of let's in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. God said, let us make man in our own image. Let's make man. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit got on the same page. They leant into their let's. Let us make man 
in our own image. And in verse 27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And so let's is this place of opportunity. Let's is an invitation. An invitation to do something, an invitation to go somewhere. And I believe that this year the Lord would have us lean into this idea of let's. I believe today is not just a receiving of a revelation, but that God wants to bring an impartation. And that impartation is going to do something to position your paradigm. To position, I was uh, in the mingle online before the service and the Lord brought to my remembrance a scripture uh, that is not in my notes, so don't worry, uh, you know, media people, it's not in the notes. Ephesians 4.23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In Romans 12, uh, the the the. the The promise there is about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. But this talks about being renewed in the spirit of your mind. And I believe that there is a spirit of mind that God wants us to obtain, to to receive here today. And that spirit of mind will inform what we do for the year ahead. And that spirit of mind is let's. Let's, if you've been in a position and you've said, maybe today you said to, to your family, let's go to church. Or maybe last night you said, let's go to church tomorrow. Let's. And so you're here. Maybe you're talking about what you're going to do for lunch. Let's go to Macca's for lunch. No, don't go Macca's. We're not doing Macca's, are we? No. That, that, let's, let's go. What do you like? Let's go to Brickers down the road. Or I like grilled. If you want to do burgers, grilled, grilled is good. Let's go to grilled. Let's. So there's a response of let's, let us make man in our own image. And they did. And that's no small thing. The the creation of, of humankind, we would not be here if it wasn't for that collective yes, that collective let's. 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 What is it this year that you can say let's? Let's. Let's start to save for a house. Let's. Let's start to have a, have a look at, at that business opportunity. Let's. Let's start, let's start planning. Let's start planning a, a connect group. Let's start planning an outreach. Let's start. Let, 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 let's. There's a spirit of mind, I believe, that God wants to impart to us here today. If it wasn't for that let's between the Trinity, we would not be here today. Let us, let us. So I believe God wants us to lean into, into the word let's. You see, because there's always the option of let's not. Let's isn't automatic. There's always the the alternative of, of let's not. I often find that being married to my opposite, I might say, oh, Babe, let's go. And you go, no, let's not. <laughs> let's, oh, I'd love to go and see something. Let, let's go and see. Oh, no, let's not. You know, that, is anyone familiar with those conversations? But let's gives permission. Let's is a launch pad. Let's gets the ball rolling. 
And let's, by definition, involves more than one person. Because it's let us. Now, just so you know that this isn't a message that um, is irrelevant to single people. Because I believe this let's, this let's is, 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 is talking about the life lived together. The life lived together. It's not necessarily talking about living in, in a house with, with another person. But he's talking about living a life that isn't isolated. Living a life that, that involves the voice of others. You know, let's is, the be- let's is the beginning of a conversation. Let's is the introduction of an idea. Let's, let us, let us, unless you're the royal we. Unless you subscribe to the royal we and you talk about yourself in the plural. Anyone like that? No? Let's is, is, about, is about us. It's, a, it's about a collaboration. Even if that is in, in conversation, sharing, sharing our ideas. Collaboration is a very cool, wor- cool word. It has been in recent years. Collaboration, like in the arts world. Collaboration. We need to see some more collaboration in the church. Can I be that honest? We need to start seeing some more collaboration between, between different churches and movements and giftings and a crossing over. Boundaries and borders. Let us. Let us. I uh, was speaking to uh, someone here recently who uh, was, was a part of the initiative that came out of Riverview Church many years ago when Pastor Phil Baker was still pastoring. Who remembers Church Together? Anyone been around long enough to remember Church Together? How cool was Church Together? And I just feel like, you know, and this friend of mine, we were saying that there seems to be like this cry in the spirit, there's this, and I noticed of all the things I've said so far, that has been the most collective aha. Uh-huh. It's been that need for us to collaborate as a church across the body of Christ. So I'm just putting that out there. I don't know how that will look like, but I'm just seeing underground movements and burrowings and people popping up in unusual places to share ideas and to share giftings and anointings and are coming together the body of Christ, joined and knit together, every part functioning. And so I, I like to mention, you know, for single people when you start talking about us, I was single for 43 years, so I know something about being, being single, but being single does not necessitate a life lived alone. So let us, let us. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. The company of prophets said to Elisha, look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan where each of us can get a pole and let us build a place there for us to meet. So picture this, Elisha is the father prophet. He's got the school of the prophets. He's all his junior prophets. And they come to him. Seems a bit in reverse. I mean, normally, like, leadership would come to the apprentices. You know, the master would come and, and declare the vision, his, his plan, you know, the need at the time. But this came in the reverse order. The apprentices came, and they came to Elisha seeking permission. 
The place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let's go to the Jordan where each of us can get a pole and let's build a place there for us to meet. Let's go, let's get, let's build. Let's go, let's get, let's build. Now, the whole process, the whole idea, this dream could just have died right there and there. Just the whole thing being aborted, not made any more progress according to Elisha's response. All hinged on Elisha's response. His response was go. He didn't say no. He said go. Second Kings 6.1. They continued, give us permission to go to the Jordan and cut down some trees so that we can build a place to live. This is actually in the um, Good News translation. Give us permission. So that verse, that's right, it's the same verse. Give us permission to go to the Jordan and cut down some trees so we can build a place to live. So let's, let's requires an agreement. Let's. It can just hang in the air and not go anywhere. How many of you have had ideas, some good ideas, you've had some things on your heart and they never have, have got anywhere? You've never seen them manifest. You haven't seen any progress in those things. Perhaps because you're waiting for permission. I, I was driving here this morning, and this is really hot off the press. I felt the Lord say to me, Vicky, we're moving from cultures of prescription to cultures of permission. Cultures of prescription. This is where things are prescribed. This is what you do. This is how you do it. And this is how you say it. And this is when you... To cultures of permission. And this is what the sons of the prophets, they came with this with this vision, Elisha, let us, let us go, let us get, let us build. And he said, all right, all right, the second King 6.1 in the GNT, which is not a gin and tonic, by the way, good news translation. Give us permission to go to the Jordan, cut down some trees so we can build a place to live. All right. Elisha answered, all right. They said, let's, let's go, Elisha. And he said, let's, let's. Let's is synonymous with yes. Let's is synonymous. There are fathers here today, and I feel God challenging you. I, I feel there's some fathers here today that in your parenting, you've had a default of no. And God is challenging you to lean into let's. And your kids come to you with ideas. Your kids come to you with desires and dreams. And they say, Dad, let's. And I believe the Lord wants you to embrace. Yes, let's. Let's. He wants, I believe the Lord wants us to turn the dial up on our yes. Let's is synonymous with Yes. Turn the dial up. Lean into a life of the affirmative. Living in the affirmative. I don't know about you, but I can certainly look at my upbringing and we had a culture of no. In our household, 
no was the default. Anyone else brought up in a culture of no? You know, I was common. I, I regularly heard, what do you think? Money grows on trees. What do you think this is? Christmas. Every time I had a, yeah, an idea, wanted, you know, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? It was either too hard. It was too stressful. It was too expensive. And so I know what it is to live in culture of no. And it's very dispiriting. You are, no, no, living in cultures of no stifles creativity and opportunity, undermines people's initiative. It actually stunts our growth, quashes faith and confidence. And so I'm really praying that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes today, open your eyes to see what spirit of mind are you operating out of? Is it a spirit of let's or is it a spirit of let's not? Is it a spirit of yes or is it a spirit of no? How many of you are familiar with the movie... Um, Yes, man. Anyone watch that? It is adult viewing. Okay, I am not endorsing this movie as Christian education or, you know, it is. It is but she is a great message. It's a story of, um, of, of, of a man who, who was a no man. It was no to everything. Wouldn't go out with his friends. No. Come out. No. He worked in a bank. Everyone who came to him for a loan, he'd go, No. He was like, no, no, no. And, and he was getting more and more depressed. And the love of his life had left him because he wasn't living his life. He was, everything was no. But then he went to the other extreme. He goes to some like new age motivational guru meeting where he makes a pact with the universe. So he's going to say yes to everything. And you see him actually go to the other extreme. And... It's so funny. It's like he says yes to random things, like everything that comes up on his computer, like he says yes to. Buys anything that comes up. He, he sees advertising for flying lessons, so he learns to fly. Is at a cafe. He pulls off all these things off the, off the, off the wall, like uh, advertising. He takes Korean lessons. He takes guitar lessons. He's just saying yes to everything, but just, just sort of launches into this world of possibility. And later on in the movie, all these random things he learned all came in useful for helping people. There was a young Korean girl he met who uh, no one understood her and she was depressed and he broke out into Korean to, to encourage her. There was someone else who was suicidal and he was about to jump off a building and he comes out with the guitar that he'd learnt singing a song that actually got the guy back off the ledge. And I feel like we need, we need to turn the dial more towards yes. Now, he's a very extreme example. If you decide I'm going to go and watch Yes Man, because Vicky's, Vicky's referred to it, just be warned. There are some, there are some dodgy elements, right? But, but it's an extreme example. And in that movie, he actually had to kind of bring the dial back. But I feel that there are many of us here today and there are many in the church who live from this default it, it is that it's... It's no unless God says yes, rather than it's yes unless God says no. And that's the shift I'm talking about. So there are times. There are times to say let's not. There are times, legit times, when someone says let's, we go let's not. Let's read Proverbs 1.10. 
My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie in wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder, cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. In other words, let's not. If someone says let's, and usually it's very rarely that extreme in our life. It's very rarely someone comes along and says, oh, let's have an affair. No, usually it's "Let's, let's go have a coffee and talk about this a bit more. When you know in your heart you shouldn't be actually spending time, that sort of time with someone who's not actually your spouse. Or friends from your past who you know you shouldn't really have have anything to do with because they take you back into your old life and they come along oh let's let's come on come on let's just hang out there were times to say let's not let's make that very clear but there's a whole lot of 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 ground in between that does not directly come against the will of God as revealed in the scriptures There's a whole lot of stuff that doesn't obviously contravene kingdom values that we say no to. I kind of felt like the Lord said to me, Vicky, there's a whole lot of things people should be saying no to, they're saying yes to, and a whole lot of things they're saying yes to, they should be saying no to. And I feel like there's this coming time in the church, there's going to be a bit of this. It's like the Lord's going to, you've been saying no to that, and that actually should be something you're saying yes to. You're saying yes to that. That's sort of stuff you should be saying no to. I feel I just want to give you a couple of little questions to help you discern when to say yes, when to say let's. You ready? Two helpful questions. Just simple. So when an idea isn't contrary to the clear stated word of God, right? Ask, Ask yourself, why not? Something comes, an opportunity arises, an idea comes. Let's. Well, ask yourself, well, why not? Why would you? I've started doing online, I call it clarity coaching. This sounds like a plug. It's not meant to be, but just, (laughs) you can always book in with me. There you go, plug. (laughs) I do just one-on-one coaching, helping people get clarity as to their next step and I find that is a question I ask often. Well, well, why, well, why not? I had an instance with someone recently, had a very big career opportunity that was offered to them. And the question was, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And if you say no to this, what would you say yes to? So it's a very... It's a very simple key that when something comes, when an opportunity comes in your life, this is a little bit of life coaching for you here, ask yourself, well, why not? Why wouldn't we? Would saying yes require more faith than saying no? If your answer to, well, why not? If your answers, have a look at your answers. Are they fear-based? Are they fear-driven? Let's not forget, God is, 
God is pleased by faith. He'd much rather you make a mistake in faith than hold back in fear. Oh, I don't witness to it. We need to be careful about the witness. You know what? I believe in the inner witness, but it's only one of the tests of the will of God. And it is the most subjective and the most unreliable. You will, you will not witness to something that your, your mind doesn't understand for the most part. You will not witness to something that you disagree with for the most part. That's why we need each other. That's why we need... It's helpful in those times when you get an idea. Well, let's... Well, you've got an idea for a, for a ministry. You might think, let's, let's move. Let's move to India. Well, it's, it's helpful at times like that to actually have another voice, an objective voice, someone who knows you, someone who's mature, someone who cares for you. First Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. It's not just me. That's why the soul in a witness is only one part. It's not totally invalid, but it's just one part of the testing of the will of God. The others being the word of God, what the word of God says, and the others being the test of one or two witnesses, like the mouth of two or more witnesses, I should say. Okay, here's another question that's a good one to ask. What harm will it do? What harm will it do? So many people hold back from stepping out in faith and great opportunities and ideas. They're afraid of making a mistake. I hear this all the time too. Afraid of missing it. What harm will it do? Now, if you come up with some legitimate harm that can be done, well, I've got this idea to put ourselves in huge debt to go and buy shop front business. Yeah, that, might, that, that, that actually could be very harmful to yourself, to your family, if you're going in over your head to a debt that you actually can't, can't service. Like, that's, that's, that's not wise. But what harm is there doing in some, some, some preliminary steps? And so I might meet with someone and they've got a vision for the shop front, but they can't afford the shop front. And I'm saying, well, what about the online option? Can you do that? Let's look at what we can do, not focus on what we can't do. God wants to release. There is potential in this place, potential those of you watching online today. And God wants to activate and release your potential. He wants you to know that there is a needing, a need to lean into let's. A need to, your pastor comes up with some ideas, come up with a new vision or there's something, an assignment that's been placed on his heart, something for the church to get on board with. I mean, well, let's. Let's. Why not? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? What what harm's it going to do? I've said this with people who get their knickers in a twist about some things that other Christians do. Because, I mean, Oh, they're off running a conference and they're so broken. That person is so broken, they shouldn't be running a conference. I'm like, well, what harm will it do? People, people, people are here, you know, get, some people just might get blessed. What, what, what harm is there in that? The Apostle Paul was even happy for the gospel to be preached from people who preached with, the, with, with, with bad motives because the gospel was being preached. Well, that person shouldn't be preaching the gospel. Well, maybe they shouldn't be, but people are still hearing the gospel. So what harm will it do? Can I have the worship team return, please? 
We're going to have, we're going to have in a moment, a declaration of let's. You ready? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get your let's activated. We're going to do a little, a, a little, uh, what would you say? A little exercise. Yeah, a little exercise. And there are those of you here today. And you're even having conversation with yourself, you know, and it's time. Let's. Let's give it a go. Let's step out in faith. Let's try. You never know if you never go. What if nothing happens? What if it does? What if it falls on its face? What if it doesn't? Let's. Everyone say let's. I'm going to get those declarations up. You ready? Now, we're going to stand. On everyone standing, shake yourself off, please. I want you to get on the front foot. Now, I don't know whether we're going to put these, these uh, scriptures up because I'm the only one who's going to, going to read them. So, But as I read each scripture with a let us with a statement, with an opportunity, an invitation to let us. What we're going to do together with one loud, united voice is declare, let's. Okay, let's do a trial run. Here's the first one. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Yeah, you got the idea. Very good. Very good. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let's, if we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. Let's, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. Let, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who is born of God knows God. Let, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let's, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's, therefore, as we have opportunity, let's do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Therefore, let's not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or cause to to fall in our brother's way. Let's, and let's consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let's, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let's lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let's run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let's, Father, right now, just raise your hands to heaven. Father, right now, I thank you for every person here today from Metro Church and I prophesy the spirit of let's. I prophesy a living in the Affirmative. I prophesy, Father, a people whose default will be yes, unless God says no. Because, Lord, you are a God of yes. All your promises are yes and amen. You're not afraid of the word yes. And I thank you, Father God, that the dial is being turned, Father, for each person, wherever they happen to be. And I thank you for wisdom. I thank you, Father, for your leading by your spirit. Because, Lord, there are times when we will say, Let's, and Father, on the journey, you will say, let's not. But God, we are surrendered to you. We are submitted to you. But Father, I pray for a 
new level of confidence. I pray for new creativity. I thank you, Father, for out of captivity. And I thank you, Father, for people, Lord God, who are going to be initiative, have initiative. Father, people who are going to be creative. Oh, I thank you, Father God, for the creativity, Father, the spirit of creativity being released in this place of fresh. Father, in the church, in the marketplace, in the homes, in the education arena, Father, everywhere, Father God, your fingerprints touch. I see the creative, yes. Let's make man in our own image. Great creations are coming. Great initiatives, things that have not been seen before, says the Lord. I thank you, Father God, for, for, for birthing, Lord God, of, of, of new assignments, creative ways to reach people. Establish, Father, your kingdom, God, in all parts of society, coming through your people, your people in this place. In Jesus' name. Just quickly, Peter, I felt the Lord say that there is a diversification coming. Diversification. A reimagining even of what you do and how you do it. So I thank you, Father, for the re for the for the igniting and the confidence. I see a sideward step. I just saw you taking a step of faith, but it's like this sideward step. Father God, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I don't know you all here today. And I just want to give you an opportunity. If there's anyone here and you don't, you don't know the Lord Jesus, you never ever have taken that step and said yes, yes to God. Yes. God's saying, follow me. Follow me. And today... I want to give you an opportunity to pray a prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer so that you would know on this day in January 2024 that you opened up your heart, admitted your need for God, received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Or maybe you're here and, you know, you have in times past walked with the Lord. You know what I'm talking about, but you're not living like it anymore. No matter today, if it's for the first time or another time, I believe there are people and the Lord is calling you to, to follow Him, to surrender your life, put it in His hands, to say yes, to say yes to Jesus. If that's you, I'd love you just to shoot up your hand, just very quickly. Just shoot it up, say, yep, that's me. That's me. I want to get right with the Lord. I want to make peace with Him. I want to come back. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Yep, God bless you. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before I hand back, I want to lead you in this prayer. For those of you who raised your hands, this is for you. Anyone online and you're saying yes to Jesus today, yes to a relationship with Him, to knowing Him, not just knowing about Him. But we're all going to pray this prayer together in support of those ones. What do you reckon? Everyone, let's, yes, let's. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I love you all to pray out loud. I love you all to pray out loud together. Can you all hear me? Yeah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me to give me life. And right now, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. 
I'm sorry I've ignored you and live life my own way. But today I choose your way. I thank you that you love me and have great plans for my life. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Bruce.